a lot of entrepreneurs start out and they think that they're in their own little world and bubble and they have these secrets or feelings or problems or successes that shouldn't be shared and they just need to internalize it. I always think about that, you know, how the vulnerability aspect of it and the power of vulnerability is really where it is. You're listening to the Profit by Design podcast, episode 26. You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question, what has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist, the author of How to Hire the Best, and your co-host on the Profit by Design podcast. Weekly, my co-host, Mike Bruno, and I bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real-life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. Hey, profit designers, are you dreaming of your very own four-week vacation? Well, I want to make it happen. And today's episode is actually a very special episode because right now, as you're listening to us, the four-week vacation retreat is going on at my home, the Entrepreneur's Retreat Center. And last year, I laid down the four-week vacation challenge to these participants. Most of them took me up on that challenge. And over the last year, six of us have taken our four-week vacations, and many of the rest are actively working on doing that right now, doing their vacation tests. And we have new participants at this year's retreat who will be taking the four-week vacation challenge themselves. So I want to support you. If you're interested in a four-week vacation, head on over to fourweekvacation.com and grab my Jumpstart Guide, which gives you the initial steps that you need to be taking in your business to start getting yourself on that trajectory for your very own four-week vacation. And I want to let you know, if you are at all interested in being a part of the festivities that we get up to here at the Entrepreneur's Retreat Center every year when we have our gathering, you want to take a look at the information about the retreat. It's also at fourweekvacation.com. You would be gathering with 20 five other entrepreneurs who are actively working on setting their businesses up to take a four-week vacation, and some of us who have already accomplished that in our businesses. So head on over to fourweekvacation.com. If you are serious about this, you're going to want to get your application in and hold a spot because the alumni get first dibs. Last year, the retreat almost filled completely. We just had, I think, three spots left after the alumni, and we actually created a few more spots. We have a real space limitation in my home, and I have a large area for us to gather, but in order for us to gather comfortably and keep it in an intimate setting like my home, we cannot open and create more spaces. So we limit it 25 entrepreneurs and we're only going to have a few spots left after this retreat. After our alumni get in, you get first dibs if you have your application and your deposit in place and we will go in order of, you know, first come first serve. So what you'll do is get your application in, put a deposit down, and then you are going to qualify for super 
early bird savings that is not listed on the website. It's going to save you about $2,500, $2,800 off of the full retreat investment. And for a retreat that is all-inclusive like this one is, those usually are priced in the $10,000 investment level. And Mike Michalowicz and I, who co-host this retreat, we are dedicated to keeping this retreat very affordable and accessible to folks. So because of that, we let you do a payment plan. We don't charge any finance fees for it. You just have to get in and make a serious commitment, and we are going to pull out all the stops to help you make your four-week vacation a reality. So check it out, fourweekvacation.com. So Mike, after last week's episode, you shot me a text almost right after we got off the phone. Your wheels were really turning after that conversation we had with Christine. They were. She kept using the word connected, and it was so impactful to me to hear connected to learning. And I just kept, it was repeating over, it almost distracted me from the, the podcast itself. <laughs> <laughs> my mind was racing about, you know, the power of just thinking about what that means, connected to learning. And it's not, it's so much greater than, you know, what it could imply, like, I'm connected to a textbook or I'm going to school, you know, it's connected to learning in so many aspects. So like she was talking about how impactful it is for her to use it with her employees and how they're all connected to learn together. Right. And that's daily interaction, right? So that's how they're communicating, you know, in their daily activities to help serve their customers and how they're interacting together within their business. And you know, and then you take it from that step and you go to, you know, connected to learning as an entrepreneur and as an individual and what that means, right? So does that mean, you know, I read, I explore, I think, I learn, I engage with a coach, I engage in, you know, business groups and like-minded business owners and all these different things, you know, and still, you know, it's one of those things, you know, every time we discover new things, as we're going through this podcast, right? It's almost like a new experience every time we're doing this. And I keep writing down all these things. And, you know, like we evolved the conversation and we were talking about break even to thrive, right? And that was a super impactful statement for somebody, right? To really understand what that means. And this whole connected to learning thing is just, you know, I can't get it out of my mind. It's just awesome. You know, what did you think about it when, you know, because... We think alike in a lot of aspects, right? But you come from a different background and a different, you know, position than I do sometimes. So, you know, did that resonate with you and what's your thoughts on it? Oh my gosh, it resonated in so many ways. And I think what really struck me about it, it's the connected part. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's connected to learning, but there's connection to people who are learning and who further are learning. And that's what I'm really loving about our podcast is we're starting to see some real, in the last few weeks, we've really seen a lot of momentum pick up. And I think we're hitting our stride with our intention of what we're trying to create with this podcast, which is that ongoing conversation, not just between you and I and the people that we interview, but our listeners. And I know like when people are driving down the road and listening to us, there's a conversation they're having with us in their head. And the ideas. And I don't know what it is. That's what I like. I wonder, you, you know, kind of like what you're asking me, what were you thinking when Christine was saying this? That's, I'm so stinking curious about 
what our profit designers as they're listening to us and they're driving like Andrea here, you know, got a little excited when she was listening to one of our episodes, she might've been going a little fast in the back roads of New Jersey. But I think, you know, when we speed up and we're driving, it's because we're hearing something that's connecting for us and something we're excited about. And it's that experience that I think so many of us have as entrepreneurs that we're the lone nut. Nobody else knows what I'm going through. But all of a sudden, when you're hearing people in conversation, not just about what you're going through, but working through solutions and ideas and, you know, how do we make ourselves better through the challenges that we have. And, you know, you and I could talk all day long about these different things. And that's great. I'm sure we would further our learning. But the more people we bring into those conversations, the richer and richer it gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It would be great to hear, you know, from our listeners, you know, what your thoughts are in terms of that statement connected to learning and how you think either you're doing it now right? So maybe some of the things that you're doing personally and also within your business, but then maybe some questions on, well, how do I get more engaged? You know, how do I use that connected to learning, you know, methodology or a statement and put it into my business in some capacity? And, you know, I think, as you know, I struggled and I mentioned this several times, how much I struggled with employees and, you know, Really, it was 100% my doing and my problem because it was a, just a poor mindset that I was in. And as I learned and I got more involved, right, with coaching and having you as a coach and, you know, learning a lot more, things got a lot better. But I'm almost, you know, I wish I had that, this phrase in front of me three years ago and actually implemented it from an employer-employee perspective and used it in my mindset, right? So, you know, we're all connected to learn. And like you were just saying, even with the podcast, right? For you and I, when we started this, it was not about just, you know, we're going to get on and just talk about nonsense, right? We wanted to create a community where business owners are experiencing this journey with us, right? And we're learning from them. They're learning from us. Collectively, we're all learning all connected to this learning experience. You know, I just think it's super powerful. You know, I have to thank Christine again. You know, just that podcast did a lot for me and I hope it did a lot for other people. So, you know, again, if anybody has any experience they want to share, something they're struggling with, you know, just become part of the conversation. Yeah. Join us over there in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. That's where a lot of this conversation is happening. A lot of the fun comments that people are leaving us are showing up over there. And I just have to say, you know, I'm struck by the fact that we're recording this right now, but when it releases, we're going to be at the retreat. And that's the retreat experience that it's the Breakthroughs on the Bayou that I host at my home, the Entrepreneurs Retreat Center. And Christine will be there. And so many of our good friends, Mike, are going to be there. And when I created that retreat, it was my intention to bring these high-level thinkers and business owners and entrepreneurs together to share ideas, to have conversation and do it in an unconventional place at a house on a bayou <laughs> in the deep woods of Louisiana. So, but really that's about getting us out of our regular routines and coming to a place 
where it's not a hotel conference room. It's, you know, just an intimate setting, but comfortable and getting everybody together and just having these conversations. And so many rich conversations have come from these past retreats. So I'm just real aware that even as we're talking about this right now, there are 25 entrepreneurs at my home having all these great conversations right now. And, you know, just like you texted me right after Christine's interview, a couple hours later, she left me a comment in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group that Really, it made me go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we haven't done this yet. And she's so right. And she was sharing that one of her favorite memories in the past year from the journey that she's been on is me at ProfitCon sharing that I have really benefited from the corn story. And one of my favorite sayings that some people have ribbed me about whenever we gather at Profit Mastery, Mike McCallowitz asks us, what's our takeaways? And one year, I just said, it's all about the corn. <laughs> That's my takeaway. But that has stuck with me for so long. And so I want to share, Christine suggested that we share with our listeners the corn story. And the reason I'm sharing this is because it's really what we are all about here on the Profit by Design podcast. So a farmer shares his secret for growing the best corn. There once was an old farmer who grew award-winning corn. Every year, he entered his corn into the state fair and won the blue ribbon. One year, after winning yet another competition, a young newspaper reporter requested an interview with the farmer to try and uncover the farmer's secrets to his prize-winning corn. Although he expected it to be turned down, the farmer welcomed the interview. He asked the old farmer several questions about his techniques and then discovered something interesting about how he grew it. The reporter discovered that the farmer shared his seed corn with his neighbors. How can you afford to share your best seed corn with your neighbors when they are entering their corn into the same competition with yours every year? The reporter asked. Why, sir, said the farmer, didn't you know? I can't afford not to. The wind picks up pollen from the ripening corn and swirls it around from field to field. If my neighbors grow inferior corn, cross-pollination will steadily degrade the quality of my corn. If I am to grow good corn, I must help my neighbors grow good corn as well. It's one of my secrets to success. The moral of the story is simple. If we're to grow good corn in our businesses, we must be willing to help our fellow business owners grow good corn too. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that story. It's so true, right? A lot of entrepreneurs start out and they think that they're in their own little world and bubble and they have these, you know, secrets or feelings or problems or successes that shouldn't be shared and they just need to internalize it, you know, but once you realize, you know, the power of the corn, <laughs> right? You know, the growth is like exponential and, you know, you had posted something on the Facebook page for the retreat, you know, you posted a question there about, you know, what could you do to get the most out of the retreat or, you know, I forget the exact terminology you use, but I always think about that, you know, how the vulnerability aspect of it and the power of vulnerability is really where it is, you know, and sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think we always need to be stoic and we need to be, you know, I'm the man and everything that I'm doing is great and I don't have any problems. You know, and I learned, you know, after spending a lot of money at the University of Hard Knocks that, you know, the power is to really let those walls down and to create the vulnerability 
and to share the good, to share the bad, and to, you know, just connect with people to build the experience, right? I mean, this is all about a journey. And the more that we're sharing and we're taking that journey together and we're helping each other, I mean, the growth is just, it's amazing, both personally and then through business. It is. And, you know, as you were saying that, I just had this aha moment. I think something that's pretty unique about the group that we are gathering, and I mean like our entire group of profit designers, I'm also talking about the groups that show up at the Entrepreneurs Retreat Center for the annual retreat on the Bayou, is that we're a mixed group. We're mixed across industry. We're mixed across ethnicity. We're mixed across, you know, we have different countries represented. I'd like to have a little more diversity. I'm actually, I've got a plan for that for next year, but that's still <laughs> but. You know, as you said that you have, you feel like you have to be, I'm the man. I thought, well, I don't have that experience. (laughs) (laughs) I have had the experience that women entrepreneurs, I think are a little more willing to get out there and share with each other. But I think some of that cross-pollination that goes on in our groups is because we have mix of women and men. And we women entrepreneurs benefit from being around male entrepreneurs who are more aggressive and assertive and just get out there and and speak up. We're like, okay, I see that I can do that. And I think at the same time, male entrepreneurs see women's approaches, which is a little more collaborative. Let's share, let's open up, let's be vulnerable. And that is part of this cross-pollination that's going on. It's the diversity and experiences and backgrounds and mindsets that we've been raised with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is really a good point because, you know, especially because some industries are a little bit more male-dominated, right? And, you know, like the construction industry as an example, you know, I mean, it's awesome to see how many, you know, husband and wife teams have developed over the years and, you know, even women in the remodeling and construction industry and just, you know, anybody that's an entrepreneur is really awesome. But in some of those, you know, those industries, you know, you do see that, you know, when there is a group that's compiled of, you know, both women entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs, that it kind of cuts through the ego a little bit, right? And kind of allows, you know, some of these more, you know, stoic guys to kind of break down and open up a little bit, you know, and I was definitely one of them, you know, I mean, I thought that, you know, I needed to internalize it all and, you know, just breaking it all down and saying, you know what, I'm not perfect. I do have, you know, vulnerability. Um, I can learn from sharing my experiences, both good and bad. It just, you know, makes me a better person and helps me. Yeah. You know, and I'm really excited about in the construction industry, the opportunities for women. And I'm writing about this right now in my How to Hire the Best Contractors edition, that industry has the smallest wage gap between women and men's salaries than any other industry, which is, that's kind of intriguing because it is such a male dominated industry. But I think that is an opportunity when more women start to realize that and come into the industry, it will solve some problems. One of those being the lack of labor and help in the industry. (laughs) That's the reason I'm writing about it in the How to Hire the Best book. But I think it also, it just creates a variety of perspectives. And, you know, kind of along the lines of creating a variety of perspectives, there's also this thing that happens in our own industries, how we get into our own little bubbles. And we, you know, if you go to an industry convention, everybody starts to think the same way, especially if you show up year after year. 
everybody starts to kind of think the same way and there's not an injection of new ideas coming in or not enough of it coming in, but gathering with entrepreneurs who are outside your industry, who are sharing best practices and learning from each other. That's where some of that really good cross-pollination starts to happen too. Yeah. I experienced that, you know, at the retreat last year, you know, and even the year before, you know, and just also at the Profit First convention and, you know, just being around different entrepreneurs who, you know, and at the end of the day, we have the same struggles right? Fundamentally, but to experience the expertise, right? And the knowledge from those other entrepreneurs in different industries and then bringing it back to your own. I mean, that is really awesome and really powerful. I mean, it can kind of take the staleness, I think, out of kind of what you were talking about. If you keep going to the same show or listening to the same things within your industry, it kind of gets old. I mean, everybody's talking about the same thing over and over and over. But that injection of things from other experiences and industries really helps spark different conversations, different ideas, you know, and it's really cool. Well, and you know, the four-week vacation challenge for me is very much along those lines of let's inject some new ideas here. And that's a big part of the retreat. And so let me kind of connect the dots here and go back. (laughs) I know I just took a big leap, but what bothers me about entrepreneurship is this idea that you have to work 60, 70, 90 hours a week to be successful as an entrepreneur. I have never run my business that way. And I was very intentional when I started my business. I'm going to make this work around my family. 25 hours a week is what I've got. I've got to make the most of those 25 hours and make it work. I have done that. And so when I encounter people who tell the story of, you know, I've got to work, I've just got to work, work, work. I'm like, no, you don't. And I work with a lot of men. And so often I think that conversation becomes, well, you're a woman, you have a family, it's a little different. I'm the breadwinner. And you know what? I'm the breadwinner now. I'm the single mom. And I still do this on 20, well, this week with the retreat coming up, it's probably been closer to 50, but most weeks, 25 hours a week. And so that has made me very aware that we have a conversation amongst entrepreneurs in kind of going back to my graduate school days, what's called dominant discourse. This is the conversation we have in society about what it means to be an entrepreneur. And there's some really dysfunctional parts of that conversation. Mm-hmm. You have to work your tail off. Your family is going to suffer. Your health is going to suffer. You're probably not going to make a lot of money, but the harder you work, the more money you make, but you're always chasing that dollar. And so when Mike Michalowicz wrote Profit First, he started changing the conversation about entrepreneurial poverty. Like that is, that's shifting now. And we have a lot of entrepreneurs in our world who are no longer impoverished (laughs) because of (laughs) Profit First. And, And so that has lifted the conversation. And I want to change the next part of the conversation to, I want entrepreneurs going up to each other, asking each other, have you had your four week vacation yet? I want that to become the expectation of what we're working towards, that we're creating a business that's sustainable, that we can step away from and it will continue to operate without us being there, that we're no longer the hub of all the activity in the business. And that's, we have at this retreat, we have six four-week vacationer trailblazers. They have taken their four-week vacation since the last retreat. And we have, I believe, 18 or so more that are currently working on doing that in the next 12 to 18 months. And it's my intention next year when we're on this podcast, I can say we've had at least 20 entrepreneurs take their four-week 
communication. You know, next week you and I are interviewing John Briggs. He's done something really cool. He's an accountant. He's taking his four-week vacation in the height of tax season. (laughs) I mean, talk about changing the conversation about what it means to be an accountant and own your business. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, John, you're a rock star. That's what I want. And I think the more opportunities we have to talk about things like this that like we're doing on the Profit by Design podcast, that business needs to be sustainable. We need to design lifestyle businesses that support the lifestyle we desire. Yeah. I mean, my mind's exploding like usual because we're digging deep into some really good stuff. But yeah, I mean, the shift of, you know, quote unquote, nobody can see me, but I'm holding my hands up, you know, the norm of entrepreneurialism, you know, and just going nonstop and being crazed and all these different things, you know, definitely has to be a thing of the past. And, you know, it's okay to plan for the four-week vacation. It's okay to have the business run without you. It's okay to, you know, open up and be connected and share experiences and just learn and, you know, just have it design the business, you know, for yourself, right? Design the business for profit, design it for sustainability, design it for capturing A players and, you know, just design a really good, well-rounded business, you know, all really good points. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I think is so fun is we have a lot of alumni who return from year to year to the retreat and seeing the growth that's happened in some of our alumni since the last retreat. Some of them were at the last retreat. They couldn't imagine bringing on team members. They were so burned. They had so much PTSD from hiring and bad experiences. Now they have team members and now their team members are starting to grow. And like Christine was talking about with us last week, that you know, she knows the way to grow a team. She's at this retreat. And so anybody who's at the retreat, who's trying to figure out where do I find these good people and how do I get them engaged? Well, there's not just Christine, there's others at the retreat who have done that and done it recently. And so it's no longer like, this is some big grand secret that other people know that I don't know there's access. And I want that population of entrepreneurs who know how to do these amazing things, like be profitable and take four week vacations and then scale the business there where it adds value. And you really create a business that has a legacy. I want there to be a much larger population of those entrepreneurs out there sharing and spreading the corn. We've got a cross pollinate yep. corn, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. We need a corn convention. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we like the pumpkin plan. We like corn. I talked to, I interviewed Jeff McManus, Weeders to Leaders. There's a lot of agricultural things. <laughs> I don't know why that resonates with us, but it seems to. And, you know, I also, I want to just comment, kind of tying this back together with the experience we're trying to create here on the Profit by Design podcast. Donna Lyons left us a comment in the Facebook group, and I want to read it because it just captures so well how Mike and I want you to feel as you're listening to us on this podcast. She wrote, this past Sunday morning, I bundled up. 
it's cold outside. I put my earbuds in. I turned on the episode of Profit by Design and took the dog for a walk. I smiled as Sabrina Starling talked about recording on a Sunday morning and how a nice comment from a follower was giving her inspiration. And then to my surprise, I heard my own name being mentioned. And it turned out they would mention me a total of four times on this episode. But who's counting? Donna, <laughs> I know you like to hear your name. We will be mindful of saying Donna, 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 Donna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's what struck me. As I walked and their conversation inspired a few aha moments for me, I realized that I felt like I was on a walk with Sabrina and Mike. And here's the truth. Sabrina and I have been on many long walks and a train ride or two over the years. And I had the pleasure of taking a long walk with Mike at the Breakthroughs on the Bayou retreat last year. And I have found that the best ideas have come out of those unstructured conversations where we are out of our office in a different environment, bouncing ideas off of someone else. And listening to Sabrina and Mike this past Sunday morning had the same effect. My point is if you want some inspiration and a new way to look at old problems, turn on the Profit by Design podcast and go for a walk or a ride, whatever you like. And if you leave them a comment here, they just might mention you too. And we will. We talk about you people. <laughs> we yeah, mention yeah. your names all the time. <laughs> and the reason I know how important it is to mention names and include people is when I was a little kid, I used to watch a show. I think it was called Jambalaya on Sunday mornings. It was like a local morning TV show. And at Christmas time, they would have Santa on the show. And Santa would look out into the camera with his little kaleidoscope, telescope, whatever. <laughs> and he would say, and Mike, I see you out there. And Linda and Janice and Dee, I see you. And Andrea and Randy. And do you know what? He never said he saw me. He never mentioned Sabrina. Because Sabrina is an unusual name. I mean, that's just right, right. like, you know, I'm sure you've never had that because Mike, it's a co very common name. But I would just, every day I would tune in. I'm like, please, Santa, please mention my name. And that has made me so aware of just how good it feels to be acknowledged and, you know, have your name mentioned. So that's a big part of the Profit by Design podcast. And it's not just mentioning names. It's giving acknowledgement for the ideas and where they come from and who's sharing what. Because this is not the Sabrina and Mike show. This is the profit designer show. And it's about all of us and the ideas that are being shared. So along that same line, we asked a question after the episode where we talked about creating more tools to support you all in, in your businesses. And we asked if anyone had any ideas of what would go on an agenda for a two-week look ahead. And Christine popped into the Facebook group. And she shared that she said, I love this. As a team, we are always talking about this topic and looking ahead, what's coming, what's on the horizon, what's next. So I thought about some of the questions that come up and what we talk about that could contribute to setting the agenda. So what's coming up over the time frame that we're going to have to manage above and beyond our normal workflow? I love that question because when we're looking out two weeks ahead, we know what our typical workflow is, we really need to be mindful of all those extra things that get added in because that's what derails us. Yeah, that's so true. That's what we have to manage. Some other questions she shared are what do we have coming up in the business that, may, that we may be implementing as far as a new system or a new tool? How do we see this new system or tool affecting the business both internally and externally? And what does it solve? What does it look like getting this blank thing in place, this new thing in place. 
Who's going to be involved and who is best suited to assist in its development? Is it better to bring in an expert to assist with getting this new system or tool implemented so we don't overwhelm our team and our workflow? How can we best support this project system or tool? What do we see that could be an obstacle or risk? And finally, is the timeline realistic? I love all these questions. Yeah, they're awesome, especially because when you're going through those questions with your team, it creates a certain amount of accountability. And it also sets the precedent for being able to talk about those things, right? So if we have a deadline, we're going to talk about the deadline and it's going to be a front and center conversation and not something where we're internalizing it and saying, oh, my team's late, you know, the employees are bad, you know, so we're actually allowing this to be a forward, you know, like a momentum producing conversation, you know, in the process. Those are all really good questions. Yeah. So we want to hear more. If you're listening and you have more thoughts about what could be included in a two-week look-ahead agenda, leave us some comments in the Facebook group because we really want to build out a robust agenda that's a good tool. And along the lines of that two-week look-ahead, Mike, you were telling me you've had some thoughts about the daily huddle and the two-week look-ahead. So you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So years ago, you know, I put into place the morning huddle and I felt, you know, personally for me, it felt like it was hard to maintain every single day, the personal huddle. It was also hard to maintain, you know, the briefness of it, right? So a lot of times we would get in the weeds and it would turn from a 10 minute into a half hour or 45 minute deep dive into something that it shouldn't have been. But we just didn't have a process in place to be able to, you know, document it and then circle back to it, you know, or dig into it at a later date. So, you know, as we've been discussing the two-week look ahead over the, you know, last couple episodes, I've been thinking a lot more about it and how impactful it is and how, you know, the two-week look ahead could is basically your plan, your ongoing rolling plan that you're meeting about with your team every single week. But then it also creates the agenda and almost the checklist for the morning huddle, right? So if you still have a morning huddle in place, you're using, you know, the agenda, you know, for your two week look ahead in your huddle, but you're able to look at those points to stay on track and to say to your team, you know, Hey, Mary or John, you know, how are we doing with this? Or explain how we're doing with this because this is on our two week look ahead and this needs to be done this week. You know, so obviously we can talk about it forever, but once we gather some more information and so we get some of those, you know, experiences and have some more of our listeners share with us, you know, maybe we can have a, an episode where, you know, then we share that, you know, half-baked agenda, right? Because it's ever grow, but we can share it with everyone and, you know, we can dig into a little bit more and, you know, we'd also love to hear from somebody, even if you want to, you know, jump on a podcast with us and share how you're using the huddle and the two week look ahead and how it's been, you know, working for your business. That would be awesome. Because we're now recording on Zoom so we can have multiple people join us. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think it would be really cool if we have some folks who want to experiment with us. And, you know, we'll kind of set you up with our (laughs) half-baked two-week look (laughs) ahead. We'll type that up for you. And I think I'm going to try it and tap the potential and see. We don't do daily huddles, though. So that's going to be a little different. But if you're in a business and you do a daily huddle, 
And that, that's really what we're trying to get at is does it firm up the daily huddle and make that more effective? Yep. Or so, does it take place of it? Yeah. Or or, does it, yeah could yeah. it eliminate the daily huddle? So let's experiment. If you want to have our half-baked to <laughs> look at agenda <laughs> and you want to try it out in your business and come back and share with us what your experience has been. So what went well, what didn't work, what needs tweaked, what ideas you have to make it better. Let's do that. Just reach out to us, tell us you want to take part, and then we'll, we'll run this experiment for month or two and then bring folks together to talk about it here. Yeah, that's awesome. Half-baked cornbread. We're really good at half-baked, but it, you know, our half-baked stuff turns out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, gosh, we've covered some good stuff. Yeah, any, we any did. Any loose thoughts running around in your head? You know, just, again, that connected to learning. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, thanks again, Christine. I know I thanked you a million times, but that's really great. I appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We've had some good episodes. And just a reminder, as we go out, if you found value today, please leave us an honest <laughs> review <laughs> somewhere, iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Profit by Design podcast Facebook group. Share your thoughts on today's episode, ask us questions, and let us know what you want to hear about next. Visit our website at ProfitByDesignPodcast.com to access resources from our sponsors and tools we've created for you. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to right now. There's a subscribe button right there. Go ahead and hit it so that you always get a notification when we release a new episode. And finally... Share our podcast with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. This is Real Life Business. Keep your chin up. Keep moving forward. You got this. <laughs>